and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. Thank you for being here. I'm just going to get really real, really real right out of the gates. I have, I think I talked about this last week, actually. Oftentimes, I just cut and and put up there, put up the episodes. Like, I, I don't do much editing on this thing, unless Malin is editing guest episodes. You know what I'm saying? So, I might have said this last week, but I have just not been loving what I've been putting out. I think that that's why the last episode was so chaotic and such a rant because I just really blew the top off this thing, off the feelings can. But I got to say, it was a great release because I feel way better. Maybe it's because my period ended and I get really in my feels and very self-critical when I'm on my period. And I have zero tolerance for, like, anything else around me. Like, I don't even like how my clothes are touching me. I don't like – it's it's a lot. I'm very sensitive when I have my period. So I'm sure that that played into a role. But even the last few weeks, I've just been like, ugh, just not in it. But guess what? I'm balls deep back, baby. <laughs> I feel back to myself. I took the time that I needed to – reconnect and figure out like what the fuck this is even coming from what's real and what's not and I want to come in and talk about it with you all because there's some things that really help navigate this shit and I am seeing on the scroll that a lot of people are feeling like they're in the same feeling of stuckness like you just feel like you need to unstuck and unfuck yourself you know what I'm saying so I'm just gonna really lube up and dive into this because who knows how long this episode will be. I'm going to try and keep it as concise and power punch packed as I could. Ooh, that was a good alliteration. Um, but before I get into this, these are some things that I have noticed throughout the week that have made me things that make you go, hmm. You remember that commercial? What was that for? It was like a 90s commercial. Things that make you go. Anyway, one thing is that I did not know that bears, when they hibernate, <laughs> This is so, I should have just led with this and talked about the other shit after. But did you guys know that when bears hibernate, they're not just straight up snoozing all winter? Because I sure as fuck didn't. I didn't realize that bear, like when bears go into hibernation, they're not just straight up snoozing for the whole winter. They get up and they move around and they do their daily, their daily stuff. They just don't shit as much because they're in a different metabolic state. What? What? Now, I can't even say hibernation. Actually, I could still say hibernation mode. And to be honest with you, in a lot of ways, I I feel like I do relate more to a bear now than I thought I did before. But I don't know. I just thought that, like, it was a really long snooze and you were just deep in it, Snoresville. But apparently that's not the case. So in case you're like me and also didn't learn that in first grade, here I am to tell you. That, that, that's a true, that's a true statement. Also, the number of times that kids make you smell stuff is astronomical. And if I had a dollar for every time a kid asked me to smell something just in this last week, I'd be able to retire. I'd be done. 
Sign, sign, seal, deliver. Give me my uh, social security and call it a day. Because, and sometimes I trust it and I'll smell it. And then whenever I do smell it, I immediately regret whatever they're telling me to smell. This could be in the teacher realm, in the parent realm, in the auntie realm, wherever you are surrounded with kids. I know that they ask you to smell shit. And it's never good. It's never a good thing. Even when they think it's a good thing. It's like, ooh. Also, things that I needed to talk about this week that I didn't think I would have to. Bath and Body Works spray does not, in fact, cover body odor. It doesn't. And I had to tell my girly pops. I pulled him aside. I was like, hey, girly pops, come here for a sec. Let's chat. Um, love that you want to spray this Bath and Body Works. I have been there and you don't even know what the love spell and, um, cucumber melon and all all the warm vanilla sugar. You don't even know what that life was like. Okay. Moonlight path. You don't even know. Um, so I can respect it. But what I can tell you is scientifically speaking, what you are trying to accomplish ain't working, boo. It's not working. So uh, we got some travel size deodorants for you in the drawer. If you need it, you, you take it. It's yours. Do you want it back? Absolutely not. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's yours. That's yours now. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're just going through it. We, I'm, I'm in the delusional state in case you can't, can't realize it. We got 10 wake ups till Thanksgiving break. And somehow in between there, there's going to be 50 parent teacher conferences. Um, and I have this cough developing. Now, the germs are everywhere. Their germs are everywhere. Man your battle stations. I got um, a bunch of the wellness shots downstairs in my fridge. Ginger and turmeric on deck. Multivitamins on deck. Because I, it's happening. I feel it in my chest. I was up all night coughing last night. I'm probably going to have to pause recording this just to hack up a lung and hydrate my life. Because that tickle feeling where it's like like that, that barking cough. Like you feel like you're, who let the dogs out? No, no, no one let the dogs out. It's just me trying to cough, you know? That feeling. It's the worst. It's happening. And we're back. So, <laughs> so I wanted to take, it's been all, we've been all over the place with this. So thank you for your patience. But I wanted to take this episode to hopefully help somebody out there who maybe you're feeling stuck to, whether it's stuck in how you're feeling about yourself, in your self-confidence, in the, in your, the skin that you're in, in what you're trying to navigate right now in life. And it's a tough time of year too, because it's also just soups busy, right? So these are some things that I have found help reground me and like bring me back to to myself. Um, one being asking myself, do I want to take responsibility for this? Now, that's a tough question because sometimes you do want to take responsibility for that. Like if you've done something that you feel like is really fucked up and you want to take responsibility for it, yeah, then the answer is yes. And you can honor yourself and honor the people you care about by taking responsibility for it. Absolutely. Um, however, there are thoughts that we have and beliefs that we start to think that are not truths because believe it or not, guys, our minds do try and fuck with us sometimes. And not all the things that we think are facts, not all the things that we think are true beliefs, right? But they're beliefs that we're creating within ourselves, especially when we're stressed and especially when we're not feeling like ourselves and life feels chaotic and you feel like you don't have control because, Oftentimes, our society and, you know, culture has taught us that when we don't have control, that it's our fault. And, but you can ask yourself, do I want to have responsibility for this? 
And sometimes that answer is going to be no, and it really helps you kind of redistribute your fucks, redistribute your energy. Come home to yourself and honor yourself because it's a good way of practicing saying no. Um, This time of year when the holidays are coming up, a lot of favors are asked, a lot of uncomfortable conversations and social situations you might be put in. But if you don't want to have responsibility for it, then you can say no. And... That's hard. It sounds like it's a super easy thing to do. Like, oh, I'll just say no next time. That's great. Next time, Aunt, I, I don't know, Aunt Sandra. I think I use Sandra a lot. Aunt Susan, Aunt Aunt uh, Karen wants to tell me that I make a comment about me going back for a second helping on Thanksgiving and I start feeling like shit about myself. You Do I want responsibility for that? No. That's that's Aunt, Auntie Karen's fault. Auntie Susan's fault. Um, not your fault. That's not you. That's not your responsibility. And those types of conversations are pretty difficult to have. And actually, while we're on this, I want to give some language around this because I have been in uncomfortable situations where, you know, they're asking, oh, why aren't you dating? Why aren't you having kids? It's awkward and it's awful. And no one wants to hear it because what the fuck? Don't you have so many other things that we could be talking about? We haven't seen you in a while. Like, let's talk about life, the things that actually do matter. Um And not these timelines and constructs that are created by, who knows, old white men. But if you do have a situation where you're talking to a a loved one, and often, um, more times than not, they're not trying to hurt your feelings, right? It's just a comment that they make and offhanded. And whenever somebody makes comments about how, you know, you look different or the food that's on your plate, which, can we stop doing that, by the way? Who cares how much food you have on your plate or if you go back for seconds or what you choose to or to not have. Like, just worry about your damn plate, okay? So if you're one of these people, I'm sorry, but, like, it's you. Hi, you are the problem. It's you. But if you do have somebody who is activating a feeling within you that you ask yourself, I don't want responsibility for thinking this thing or believing this thing. It's exhausting, right? You can very easily say something like, you know, I know you don't mean to hurt your feelings, to hurt my feelings, or... Um, I heard this somewhere too where, sorry, I didn't speak up on this sooner because oftentimes when someone who you love or who loves you finds out that they're, you're offended by something or your, your feelings are hurt by something that they're doing when they're not intentionally trying to do it, they're going to want to come and be defensive, right? It's a natural instinct of humans. But if you just say like, sorry, I didn't speak on this sooner, but I really don't like commenting on people's plates. I'd much rather talk about and then offer a topic of conversation and it kind of lessens the blow and doesn't make it sound so argumentative and so accusatory and so combative. It kind of softens the blow for them, but then you also are able to kind of speak up for yourself in that way. Or And you could say that for anything. If someone's talking about, you know, oh, why don't you have kids yet? And you've been trying and it's been a struggle. Saying, you know what? Sorry I didn't speak on this sooner, but I really feel uncomfortable talking about this. And I would much rather talk about how, you know, I don't know. Santa Claus has come to town, you know, anything, anything other than, and oftentimes, you know, if you make a recommendation to a different subject, the pivot seems a lot more natural and not so like awkward. And that way you're still speaking on what you mean and what you need. Great tip, pro tip for life. And in those circumstances, when you're asking yourself, do I want to take responsibility for this thought? Or do I want to take responsibility for feeling bad about really enjoying my Aunt Laura's second plate of lasagna because my Aunt Laura's lasagna is not something that I will ever miss and I will always have a second plate of it because God bless it's the it's the best but 
you know, not that anyone in my family has ever done that. I'm using that as an example. Like, I don't want to take responsibility for feeling like shit for that. That's your problem, not mine. And I think that all, but change comes from when you're really tired of your own shit. And, I, and if you're like me at all, you've carried around those types of thoughts of feeling shame and guilt for either the food that you enjoy on holidays or maybe your body looking different this Christmas than last Christmas or this Thanksgiving than last Thanksgiving. And... You just don't want responsibility for those thoughts of other people anymore. And you don't want the responsibility for the judgment, the potential judgment that other people might might view you as. And to be honest with you, oftentimes that judgment is your own. So if you don't re- want responsibility for carrying that, put it down. It's too heavy to carry. And life becomes so much more fun and joyful and beautiful when you just put down what you don't want responsibility for anymore. And top of that list is other people's fucking opinions. Something else I wanted to talk about in regard to what you want to take responsibility for is I heard recently on um, probably we can do hard things that Glennon was saying, what do we really owe the world? And at first my reaction was, oh, I don't like that. What do we owe the world? Um, But I understand where she was coming from. Like, what do you really owe to, you know, show up as? And what does that really mean? Because ultimately, what I think is we don't owe the world or even ourselves a standard of beauty in someone else's eyes. We don't owe ourselves um, needing to stay quiet or not be shameful or feel guilty about how much space we take up in the world. And when I was shifting that mindset and that language to what do I owe myself? Like, what do we really owe ourselves in this world? Not necessarily what we owe the world, but what do we owe ourselves as we're in this world? I was able to kind of really let go of a lot of thoughts that were not serving me or helping me in trying to get out of this rut that I was feeling. And this relationship that I was feeling like I was having with myself, which ultimately has a domino effect in how you show up in all other areas of your life, right? So what do you feel like you owe yourself in this world? Or if you are like Glennon Doyle in this case, what do you owe? What do you feel like you owe the world? Because it's not how much we can check off our to-do list that day. It's not how exhausted we make ourselves it's not how much we extend ourselves in helping everybody else when we are sitting there drowning and don't even have our own lifeboat to come home to right we owe ourselves boundaries we owe ourselves being able to speak kindly and you know meet ourselves with the same compassion that we so freely give others we owe ourselves saying no we owe ourselves walking away from tables and people and relationships that don't align with our morals and values and how we want to show up in the world and the conversations that we want to have. We don't owe the world any of that, right? We owe ourselves places where we feel seen and heard and loved without any stipulations or conditions and without any scoreboard of who's doing what for who at any given time because life fluctuates so much and so many ebbs and flows of life that people are navigating at any given time If you are in a situation where you feel like you're keeping tally or you feel like you have to keep tally, well, they did this, so I have to do this. That's not what loving relationships are about. And these are relationships of any kind, especially family and friendships, you know? If you feel like you're surrounded with people that are just keeping tabs on things, oh, well, I did this for her, so she should be doing this for me. Or, 
when you are feeling like you owe somebody something. That's not what a healthy relationship of any kind feels like, especially a relationship that you have with yourself. If you are saying things to yourself like, oh, well, for example, I slept in today. I was not I was up all night coughing my lungs up. I just did not get a good night's sleep. I needed the extra hour um, this morning. And so instead of saying like, oh, well, past versions of me would have said, well, I slept in today, so I can't have carbs with my lunch today or I'm going to have to restrict in some other area to compensate for the fact that I slept in today. Those aren't real fucking rules, right? And these types of things can go along with, you know, lots of other things like you have to earn your Thanksgiving meal. No, the fuck you don't. You, like your movement that you do that day or the day after or the week after or the week before, none of that has to be tied with what you're going to consume because those aren't real either. Those are all things that the diet industry has made up to make us feel like we have to so that we feel less than and we feel guilty and we hop on and buy the next best fad pill or tea that is going to make us de-bloat and take away all the things that we ate for lunch. No, the fuck. You enjoyed your mac and cheese. You're going to take a big shit and you'll be just fine. Because there are very few things in life that cannot be solved by a good night's sleep or just taking a shit. Think about it. (laughs) Think about it. So those are the two big things I would say to really sit and really ask yourself this. And if you need to journal about it, journal about it. Um, Speaking of journaling, the Go Be Great Guided Journal is coming out, I promise. I know it wasn't October because I totally dropped my dick. But it'll come out. I'm just waiting for... (laughs) No, I said this before. I'm just waiting for the sizing and font. I want to see the sizing and font on this last copy of the mock-up. And then when that gets delivered, it's going to be up. So it's going to be up within the next like week or so. Definitely before Thanksgiving. I know I said this in October, but I pinky motherfucking promise. If you need to, point of story, if you need to journal about it too, ask yourself, what do I want to take responsibility for? And I hope that maybe you think about this more so in the moment like, okay, something's happening. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling my jaw is clenched. My shoulders are, are are tense and I have that pit in my stomach. Do I want responsibility for this right now? And if the answer is no, or is it not your responsibility too? Because it's not your responsibility to fix everything. It's not your responsibility to take on what other people are asking of you, right? So first thing is, do I need to take, do I want to take responsibility of this right now? If the answer is no, act accordingly. And there is your answer. And follow whatever path that no is going to lead to. Because I promise you it's going to lead to you. It's going to lead to your self-confidence. It's going to lead to you honoring yourself. Which ultimately has a very grounded and sturdiness in who you are over time. It's in those little moments. It's not in these big, big moments. It's in the little moments where you are asking yourself these questions. And being hyper sense of self-awareness. And then taking action accordingly. So do I want to take responsibilities? And what do I owe myself right now? And what do I really want to owe the world? If you're sitting here and you're just feeling like you're drowning in your lack of self-confidence, in body image, in um, anything that you're doing, really, anything that you're feeling in life, if you're just feeling stuck and low and down about it, especially with seasonal depression, being on our doorsteps with how late and dark it's getting or how early it's getting dark. What the fuck? Are you okay? Take a breath back. How early it's getting so dark or how dark it's getting so early. Stick with me. Um, These are kind of those times where checking in with yourself is of the utmost importance. So what do you owe yourself right now? If you owe yourself a tea time out and you need to hibernate in the ways that bears actually do, then do it. 
I loved I love a good lifetime out to regroup. If anything, I've taken a, a big one in a lot of ways. Um, but it feels good sometimes to do that so that you can then show up in the ways that make you feel good, show up in the ways that honor yourself. And you uh, you start to show up more authentically when you do that because it's not so forced. It's not something that you feel like you owe somebody else or you owe the world. It's just what you owe for you. And I think that that's a really important question to ask yourself. What do you feel like you want to owe the world? And I can guarantee you it's not on the number of any of your clothing and it's definitely not on what's on your plate and it's definitely not in how other people view you or their perspectives of you I know for a fact there's some people that I work with in these meetings that for sure want me to shut the fuck up or for sure don't think my jokes are funny or for sure you know just don't vibe with me and that's fine (laughs) that's okay but you're not here for everyone you're here for you and the people that you want to love and the people that love you for who you are so It's hard. I just posted a reel about this. It's hard to not see ourselves from our own perspective and through our own lens. However, if we were to see ourselves in the lens of the people who care about us and love us the most, I think that we would show up differently. I truly believe that if we tried to take that perspective shift and didn't put so much pressure on ourselves to act and look and be a certain way, exist in a certain way, and we took that exhaustion and changed it into the courage that it takes in this world to be our authentic selves, that life would feel so much lighter and so much more beautiful. And that's what we owe to ourselves and the world. I think everyone in this world owes themselves and the world the most authentic version of themselves and what happiness looks like to them, regardless of whatever the fuck it looks like to anybody else. And if you're moving through life, and yeah, maybe you'll make a wrong turn because you're a human being that does that. (laughs) Those things are bound to happen. But they were decisions that you made that you learned from and they just put you back on course. Stay in tune with your moral compass. Stop talking shit on yourself and see what's going to happen. And I think that you'll find yourself coming out of these ruts a lot easier. We don't need to overcomplicate life. Life is complicated enough. So I hope that this was maybe the power punch that you needed to hear this week and there'll be a lot more of this I have a lot more topics on deck ready to go and some guests I have on deck ready to go and we are gonna have a lot of fun uh in these next few months here at go be great and I'm so happy that you're here if this podcast is important to you it is as important to me and you are as important to me too so please hit that follow and subscribe button in your wherever you're listening right now and also Spotify has a new feature where you can review or leave comments on episodes so if you don't have it definitely go and update your Spotify app but if you are a Spotify user um, take a look and I would love to hear some comments or some feedback on it rate and review if you haven't already especially on Apple podcasts and anywhere you listen so that way you don't miss an episode and I just want to connect with you. I just want to connect with you all, okay? And thank you for being here. Go easy on yourself. Stop talking shit on yourself. You got this. Shake your ass and go be great. <laughs>